On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. When Newman Athletic Director Joanna Pryor needed a new women's basketball coach, she announced a nationwide search for a replacement. Despite that large scope, she ultimately didn't go far to find her first choices just up I-135 to North Newton, where a husband and wife team had transformed a Bethel College women's basketball program from four wins the season before they arrived to a program record 20-win season. And this past season, the Threshers finished 16-10, and 16-6. and 6 in the KCAC and made their first ever appearance in the NAIA tournament. Now those coaches, both with strong Kansas ties, are bringing their focus on player development to Wichita, and I do mean they. And with that, we welcome you into our final JetCast of the 2020-2021 season, episode number 45. Yes, I did say two new coaches for women's basketball. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce the fourth and fifth coaches in the history of the Newman University Jets women's basketball program, Drew Johnson and Nicole Oldie Johnson, coach and coach. So great to have you guys here. Thank you so much. Welcome to Wichita. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, so, so excited to have both of you guys here. And uh, I'll I'll be honest, I forgot to ask you guys this before we started. You guys can answer individually or collectively. I don't really care. Whatever you guys want to do, I have it written both ways. So I'll, I'll ask you first, and if you want to pipe in, and then, you know, we can go from there. When this opportunity became available, what in your mind made this the right move for you? You guys obviously had started with all the elite and building kind of a basketball training program that was very widely known in Kansas, decided you wanted to get into head coaching at the collegiate level at Bethel College. What made this move to the MIAA, to Newman, to Wichita, the right move for you guys at this time? Yeah, I think it's a, uh, something we've been discussing as a family um, over the course of our careers as coaches. And um, when the Newman position came available, um, I think I grew up, um, you know, 15 minutes from, from Newman's campus and, and uh, have kind of always appreciated the strong um, ties that Newman has in the community, um, you know, trying to bring this program back to some of the success that's happened in the, in the recent past. And, um, you know, one of the things as a family that we've really, really uh, built our careers on is being able to still have family, family time and, and family um, opportunities to go see our families. And so being here in Wichita and being at Newman, it, it just felt like the perfect fit. I know that getting into coaching for the first time at Bethel College was really special for both of you. And I know that it had to be difficult at some level with the connections that you've built up at Bethel, building your program, your first ever program. Uh, how, how difficult was it to leave Bethel? And, and what, what did you tell your players? What did you tell administrators, all the supporters that you had up there in North Newton and the family you built up there with the Threshers? Yeah, I mean, obviously, anytime you have to leave um, or anytime you're at a position where you're there 
four years, you're going to build lifelong friendships. And that's what we did, whether it be um, through administration or just friends in the community, um, whether it be for us or with our son having best friends there. Um, anytime you leave like that, that's going to be tough. But uh, we knew this was going to be a great step for us. And so, I mean, we basically just told everybody that it was a, it was a good move for us as a family. Obviously, like Drew said, it's right down the road. And so we're not having to move yet, um, not having to worry about the stressful things of packing and moving and also starting a new job. And so we just kind of told everybody it, w- it was the best move for us as a family. We felt like it was a good time and it was a good fit. And we're obviously really excited to be here. So just so people out there who are watching or if you're listening know, uh, they both prefer to go by coach first name. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, hopefully to get, get to get to know you guys a lot better over the next years and uh, hopefully going to watch a lot of wins as well. But he, they prefer to go by Coach Drew and Coach Nicole. So that's what I'm going to do when I'm referring to them. So what's it like for you guys? Uh, and I, I remember this isn't the first time you probably don't remember. I'm not that memorable. But I talked to you when you came down here with Bethel for pregame. You guys came down here and played at Newman. Mm-hmm. And you guys kind of talked about the, you know, the dynamic of you two coaching together. So I'll ask this to both of you. What's it been like to, to start this program together at Old Elite? You leave that in the past. You go to the collegiate level, and, and now you guys continue to coach together. I know that there are some married couples that maybe like to spend time apart <laughs> while they're at work, but obviously that's, uh, that's not the case for you guys. How, how's that dynamic been, working with each other so closely on a, in a sport that you love so much? Yeah, bringing it together. Uh, it feels like each of those uh, steps has kind of presented these unique opportunities. So the club thing was... Uh, a lot of traveling together. And so we'd play, you know, across the country and spend a lot of time in a car. And, um, you know, that's a a lot of time three feet from each other. And so (laughs) uh, at Bethel, it was a lot of time kind of recruiting together and and, uh, talking about, you know, uh, things that were going on in the program and recruits and how do we want to build it. Um, you know, at that point, Nicole was was there for most of the practices, but not there necessarily every second in the office. Um, so, uh, you know, this week has been the, the first time that we've necessarily worked together across a hallway from each other. Um, you know, I'll let Nicole answer how amazing that is, but um, <laughs> it, it, has, it is really a blessing and, and something that um, you know, I think it's just a special opportunity for Nicole and I that both really, really love basketball and really love um, building relationships with people to be able to just get to continue to do it together. And, um, you know, we're fortunate that we see things a lot the same way. We, you know, we don't have a lot of disagreements, but um, we also respect each other enough that when we when we do, we can, we can hash it out. So. And I know that when we talked to you the first time, you said you guys kind of de- delegated the way that you did things at Bethel because you had just had your son. And judging by the social media posts on Twitter, it looks like he's doing quite well. <laughs> so what's that been like, you know, trying to coach while bringing up uh, a son and then also working with your husband at the same time and kind of introducing, you know, your son to, to basketball. And I mean, I, I know that you've said in, in the past that Probably likely he's going to be pretty tall, so, yeah. but, uh, you know, I guess we'll see how that plays out. But what's that been like to try to bring him around to basketball at, at a very young age? Yeah, it's honestly been really fun um, being able to bring him to practices and, and let him run around the gym and, and be around all the basketball players. I mean, the basketball players are like built-in babysitters. So <laughs> yeah. that part is wonderful for us. But he's, he's loved coming to practice. He loves spending, obviously, time with us. Uh, we love the fact that we've always been around communities that have been very family-oriented. 
oriented. And so the fact that we can bring him to things or last week we brought him up here to the office and, and let him run around a little bit. And so um, it's been great, obviously, having him grow up in a basketball environment. I don't know if he'll love basketball, but that sure. <laughs> remains to be seen. So, um, but we've, we've enjoyed having him around. Obviously, so far, we've really enjoyed working together. And um, thankfully, Newman did it right. And there's two offices, so we don't <laughs> so, have to share an office. So who, who got the bigger office? How <laughs> did that, <laughs> so you took the bigger office. She lost the coin flip, yep. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. And I will say, uh, just down the hall on the other side, uh, in the basketball department, uh, Coach DePriest and Coach Allen have some youngsters of their own that can often be seen running around. And, and in fact, uh, Coach DePriest's son actually kind of stole the show in the Jetsby video. <laughs> uh, he was in there almost more than the, than the men's basketball players. So I think I think that yours, you know, there might be a, a, a lifelong friendship there. Uh, one thing that you said, Coach Drew, when you were introduced was that your goal, I don't know if it's your number one goal, but one of your goals is, is to make Newman the best place to play college basketball for women in your mind as the head coach what does that mean to you yeah um yeah 100 we want to make this the best place in the world to play college basketball and and we think that happens with people and um you know uh in order to be the best place in the world to play you got to have people that care about each other you've got to have people that are 100 invested into um you know the goals of the program every day You've got to care about academics. You've got to graduate, um, and we've got to become, um, you know, transformational people in the community um, for the rest of our lives. And so, um, that doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't happen without work and constant dedication. But um, you know, we're going to invest into people um, and, and and ask our players to invest into each other and invest into people every day. Um, and if we can do that, uh, something really special can happen here. And Coach Nicole, one thing that you said was that you had built your career on continuous improvement. Coming out as a high school player from Kansas, Clay Center, going to Kansas State, onto the WNBA, what does continuous improvement mean to you? What did it mean to you when you were a player? And now that you're a coach, what does it mean as you try to develop players? Yeah, so I mean, obviously coming out of high school, I was recruited, but I wasn't a highly recruited athlete. And so the coaches at K-State took a chance on me, and thankfully they were coaches that wanted to help me grow and would 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 want to get in the gym with me time after time, hour after hour, and keep improving. So for me, it just meant getting in the gym, shot after shot, rep after rep, and even on days where I didn't feel like it, getting <laughs> to the gym, making sure I get tons of shots up. And so that kind of was what I built my career on from K-State and even into the league. And so what I think coming here to Newman, I want to you know, share that with the players here. And on days that they don't feel like getting in the gym before class or – um, they're tired, whatever it is, just just continuing to motivate them and being there for them when they want to get to the gym. And so I just I think that's so important just in your development. So those of you watching or listening, you'll kind of understand that and I tweeted this out that this was going to be a week late this week because you guys stepped in trying to get your program started. And you guys did a lot in your first week. You guys <laughs> got camps. You guys got things lined out. You guys announced a player signing in your first week. What was the first week like? And and, and, and I'll, I'll guess I'll, I'll throw this to Coach Drew, you know, how important is that first week? It's your second first week, I guess, as a head coach. And, and, uh, and how did that go trying to get out from one situation? Not that you wanted to get away from it because you, I know you guys love Bethel, but trying to get transitioned, moving to Wichita in terms of basketball and, and, and getting your program established here at Newman. Yeah, I think you never get an opportunity to make 
a first, second first impression. You know, we really wanted to hit the ground running. Um, and you know, we, we believe a couple of things were really important. Number one, the first thing we did was um, obviously talk to our team at Bethel. You know, those are, those are connections and relationships and, and people that we cared deeply about. And the second thing we did was talk to the team here at Newman. And, uh, you know, we, we talked to the team at Bethel in the same evening we talked to the team here at Newman. Um, and then, you know, uh, recruiting ends up being the lifeblood of, of, you know, growing college programs. So tried to hit the ground running there with players that we knew were available. And then, you know, we want camps to be a big part of what we do here at Newman. And, and so, the, you know, it was important to us to make sure that people knew we want to evaluate players and we want to be a, a program that welcomes their, their athletes on campus over the course of the summer. Um, you know, and behind the scenes, trying to get some scheduling done. I, the best way I can describe it is a whirlwind, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but I will tell you, I, I got home one night relatively late and told Nicole I can't wait to go to sleep so I can wake up tomorrow and go back to work. So, um, you know, we have absolutely loved the community here at Newman, and, and it's hard work, and, and no doubt, um, you know, it's going to come with, with ups and downs and, and highs and lows, but, um, you know, it's been a, a really fun first week. When you met the players at Newman, I don't know if you've met face-to-face, obviously, you know, there are some uh, circumstances that may make that a little bit more challenging than maybe it would be if you had started this program in 2019 or maybe if you had started in 2023, (laughs) but they're the situations that you have to deal with right now. What was your first impression of the players? How much did you follow what has happened here over the last few years under Coach Spence and, and the success that they've had, the challenges that they've had, and, and what was your first impression of the Jets that you guys have kind of inherited in your first year as being the coaches? Yeah, I think the first word that comes to mind is just excited. You know, they're, they're ready to get going. They're ready to put in some work over the summer. Um, they're ready to help us out with whatever, whatever we need, whether it be recruiting or um, just putting the work in on their own during the summer. And so I just think meeting them, they were, they're ready for the challenge. They're ready to get going. And that's probably the first word that comes to mind for me. And I, I know that, that Coach Spence would tell you that, uh, you know, regardless of what happened on the basketball floor, that he and Coach Crum thought that they recruited 10 out of 10 people. They, mm-hmm. I know that they loved the people that, that they have in the program. And so I think, I think you know, I'm biased because I've gotten to know them a little bit. You'll get to know them better than I do, <laughs> obviously, over the few weeks. But I, I think you're going to like them. I think you're going to really enjoy t- getting to know them really really well because I think you have some really top-notch ladies to work with. And speaking of that, one that you worked with at Bethel was Abby Schmidt, who is a three-time, uh, a third-team All-American, three-time K- KCAC Defensive Player of the Year, and a local product. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask about, is Coach Spence had made it a point the last few years to really recruit Kansas kids. And uh, you guys, with your player signing coming to Newman, went to a Kansas community college, and Abby Schmidt not really highly recruited, but found her from Kansas. How important is it going to be for you guys to recruit this state of Kansas and inside the MIAA footprint as you build your program here in Wichita? Yeah, I think it's vital. Um, It's it's vital. And it's also probably where we believe that our best connections lie today. Um, And and what we've talked a lot about is, is a, at Bethel was an I-35 pipeline, you know, um, being able to recruit Kansas, being able to recruit Oklahoma, being able to recruit Texas. And, um, but but the, the base of that has to be Kansas, and it's got to be in-state kids that um, their parents can come to games, their family can come to games. It gets the local community excited. Um, you know, we are, we are big-time believers in, um, you know, being able to, to put players that are close to home here in a, a Jets uniform. And, 
um, the, you know, we're going to go out and, and work on finding the best players we can find um, and, and, and continuing to grow this program. But uh, um, there will be definitely be, I think, players in the region will feel the impact of, you know, us taking over here at Newman. When you look, at, having been a Kansas player yourself and having been a Kansas player who came from a high school that, I mean, I can't say that I've recruited players out of Clay Center before, and so I don't know. Maybe Clay Center is right on the recruiting path, and there's a lot of recruiters that come through there. You'd be the expert on that, not me. But how important is it to you to get local kids, not just from the City League? Obviously, you guys want to recruit the City League in the AVCTL. I understand that. But finding kids from those small-town high school programs that do have a lot of success that maybe are going to be opportunities that other coaches would maybe look over or pass over to go to a bigger school. Yeah, I think it's so important. Um, I, everything that Drew said there, I mean, we want to build our program around a, a strong part of it around Kansas kids. And so there's some kids that get overlooked because they are from a smaller school. And there's some kids that maybe get overlooked because they're from a large school and there's a lot of talented kids on their team. And so we just want to, we want to really dive into some Kansas kids. We think it's going to be important. Their parents, their family members can come to the games and uh, yeah, that's what we want to really want to strive to do. So for Jet fans out there who are excited to watch, and I'll let you guys kind of answer this collectively or whoever wants to, to answer it, when we come and watch at Fugate Gymnasium, and we're, we're hoping that we're going to be able to let all of you in at Fugate <laughs> Gymnasium this year because uh, definitely we missed you last year. Um, what is a Coach Drew, Coach Nicole-style <laughs> basketball team going to look like when they come out and watch Newman Jets basketball next year and cheer for the Navy in red, what kind of a team, what style of a team are they going to expect to see on the floor? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the first word that we, we would always say is tough. Um, we're going to be tough, and we're going to build that every day in practice. Um, we've tried to create a style that is really fun for players to play in, um, you know, offensively being able to kind of have some freedom and, and, and have a bunch of player movement and great spacing. Um, defensively at Bethel for four years, we were 99% man to man and, and guard you. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll take the roster in and see what we look like next year. But that's definitely been a style that we believe that we're going to be able to bring. Um, and then I, I think the thing that we hope that, that you'll see as a fan um, is just joy, just a, a sense of excitement and joy being on the floor and um, de- being able to compete and, and being thankful for our opportunities to get a chance to play um you know those are those are staples of what we want to bring and and uh you know we'll help help players develop that's been a been a big thing in our programs over the course of the years is you know how much better can we get so that's that's uh that'll be a staple as well final question for one or both of you (laughs) first season goals what do you want to accomplish after your first year and it doesn't necessarily have to be a win total or a winning percentage or anything like that but when we maybe when we're talking you know march 30th in 2022 and the season is in the books or maybe it won't be at that point but um what do you want to have accomplished what's going to make you feel like okay we are on track with where we want our program to be after year one even if you know the a number of wins isn't necessarily the goal but where do you want this program to be after the first year yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I just I mean Drew can add to this but I think each and every day whether they're in practice whether they're in the weight room whether we're on the court um, 
just continuous improvement each and every day. And are we caring about our teammates? Are we loving, loving each other? Are we going to run through a wall for each other? And I think if we look back next March and we've done those things, I think we'll like where we're at. Yeah. We, I would, to just to echo that, just how, how much closer to the best place in the world to play college basketball are we? And, and if we can do that, um, you know, we'll, we'll love where we're at and, and, and our players will walk away with a great experience. And, and, uh, um, that, that'll be really, really fun to look back on, I think. I'm really excited about these guys. I think you're going to enjoy the style of basketball that they bring, and boy, what a turnaround they engineered at Bethel. Once again, going to be so great to work with you guys. I'm so happy that you're here, and welcome to Wichita and Newman once again. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Coach Drew, Coach Nicole, and we'll talk to the lady who hired them, Joanna Pryor, Newman Athletic Director, when we come back. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard. With feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Great performances on the court do not happen without great support off the court. That's why Newman Athletics is excited to announce the opening of its new Aviator Club. We invite you to join us in the important mission of supporting the Jets. You can make a huge difference in the lives of our 300 student-athletes by signing up for one of the four club levels. Becoming a member is easy and will have a great impact on Newman Athletic Facilities, recruiting, and more. Plus, memberships come with privileges like game passes, discounts at the new online jet store, special events, and much, much more. So join today by clicking on the Aviator Club on our website, newmanjets.com. And as always, thanks for your support of Newman University Athletics. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops... The key is Keystone! Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Where can you land the best jet swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics and UJetsGear.com. Store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. From latest clothing styles and hats to Newman branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. And UJetsGear.com is your place to purchase sports specific, alumni, parents, and hard to find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone and UJetsGear.com or click the Shop Now button at NewmanJets.com. Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mel Hamilton Ford. Right now we have incredible deals on all new 2020 models. 
Plan now to get here fast for the best selection. And if you're in the market for a used vehicle, you know Helen Ford has more cars, trucks, and SUVs than anyone else. Every payment, every price. All makes and models, not just Fords. Come see us today or shop us online at mhford.com. Let our experienced sales staff show you how easy buying a new car can be. No helmet for you. Taking care of customers since 1984. Experience the difference. Hey boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah. What am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Wrapping up our final JetCast of the 2020-2021 season with the Newman University Athletic Director, Joanna Pryor. It's so great to have you on the show to wrap up the year. Great to be here. We survived. Yeah, we – is that – was that kind of the mindset going into this year in, in this 2020-2021 craziness? You know, in 2019-2020, you know, most of it was normal. Mm-hmm. You know, you got through all basketball season, all of the winter sports. It was just kind of spring when everything kind of de- – kind of started to go to a bad place Hmm. but this year kind of the whole thing was messed up to a certain extent it got better as the year went along but there was always something negative happening not necessarily in the programs or anything but just from the outside things you couldn't control so was that kind of the mentality just to just to kind of survive in advance Most of the time, yes. Uh, I would say that once things loosened up, it was a little bit easier to manage. Uh, it became a little bit more fun. Sure. And uh, we were excited to, to have fans, more fans as time went on. Once we got outside, it was a lot looser. And um, it just seemed like people were a lot happier to be outside and, and to not have as many restrictions. Uh, you, can, you can count me among them, uh, actually. <laughs> So obviously we're going to lead here with women's basketball, another big coaching hire. And you, you and I were talking at the Jetspies, and you, you've made a lot more hires than maybe I thought you did. And there's in your tenure here as athletic director, and there are some athletic directors who come in and they want to have all their own people. You necess- not, I don't feel like have necessarily been that way. You've just needed to make hires. When you got word that you were going to need to to hire a new women's basketball coach, what were the things that you felt like you not that you want I'm sure you wanted a lot of things but what was the one thing that you felt like you had to have in your new women's basketball coach so we had to have somebody that was a good fit for Newman a good fit for a small private Catholic institution Um, we talk a lot about the student athlete experience and taking care of the things that we can control and somebody that understands that um, that can help us move forward and, um, you know, it, it was an interesting process and it was, it was longer than I had anticipated. 
um, but for good reason. And I think we had some really quality people. Well, and you said that you were going to do a nationwide search coast to coast around the world, but (laughs) ultimately uh, it was only about 15 minute drive to to find these two. What stood out to you uh, when you saw the, the application from coach Drew and coach Nicole? Um, Well, I have to say that they actually applied before the position was external. Sure. So they were people that were looking at Newman and um, had maybe either heard that we had an opening, um, but regardless, it was not out there. And so they wanted to be at Newman. And I think that's a huge piece of it. That makes them a good fit. Um, They've been at a private institution so they can understand some of the struggles and some of the things that that we have, but then also the benefits of being at a private institution. And so they liked that, and and that's why they wanted to continue. What's it been like to get them on campus, to actually have them in the office every day and and, uh, have them move into the the basketball offices upstairs? Uh, Well, it's been great. Uh, You know, since graduation was on Friday, Monday, yes, was pretty quiet. Sure. (laughs) There's not a lot of people around, but there's coaches around still. So I think it's a really good time to make the transition so that they can get to know us a little bit more. We're not quite as busy. Other coaches that aren't quite as busy and really start to fit into the culture. I know for men's and women's basketball, moving to the MIAA has been a daunting task. And I know that for women's basketball, they were so close the last few years to having much different seasons. And men's basketball these last two years have had so many close games. It took the number the def, the national champions to a tie game with five minutes left, but the difference between being here and here is often this big, but it's really only this big. You know, what are your goals for men's and women's basketball moving forward into the next five, ten years? Sure. Well, a lot of things that we've been working on in the athletic department are, um, like you said, things we can control. And, um, you know, how we run our programs, how we treat our student athletes um, and how we make them feel, I think are huge wins that that we can get. Um, Those those small things are going to make differences on the court as well. And um, and I think we have the right people in place to do that. And so I'm looking forward to seeing each program grow over the next year, I would imagine. I think COVID was an interesting year where, um, you know, both of our basketball programs had to quarantine for two weeks at the very beginning. And so that kind of put us behind the eight ball from the get-go. So without that, you know, hopefully without that, then we can have a stronger start. Then you have a little bit of momentum going into it. You can also play some non-conference to get the warm-ups that, you know, a lot of people didn't have this year. And I think that's going to be huge for us. Spring sports as well. Uh, baseball kind of started off the same way. Didn't get to play any of those first games. And I, I think actually ended up playing fewer baseball games than any other team in the MIAA because of, well, it started out because of weather, which, uh, I mean, I, something you can't control. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, and, and then having a coronavirus outbreak as well. But what were your thoughts on spring sports? And uh, for the first and I presume last time, uh, soccer was on the docket for, for spring sports as mm-hmm. the men played in the GAC and the women had a, a very successful non-season. And I know Coach Lugo was very uh, 
uh, very happy with the progress that they made in their spring season mm-hmm. in, on the volleyball court. So uh, how did you kind of digest this this wild and crazy, and you knew it would be, spring season where you kind of had a, a triple crossover moment there in, in March when you're covering the winter sports and the spring sports and then the fall sports that are now spring sports? I think that's why we say we survived. (laughs) So it was very busy. Um, In regards to the spring sports, you know, last spring when everything was canceled, that was probably the most beautiful spring we've ever had when it came to sun, rain, all of it. It was was gorgeous. Great weather. Yes, yes. Um, And so, of course, we paid for that this year. And (laughs) so we did have a lot of weather issues there, um, a few COVID issues, but... um, I I think, you know, with a full schedule, like I said, for a lot of our sports, having that non-conference is a time that you get to see what your team has and you can build from that. And that's what we need. Um, We need that to to move forward and be successful. Um, For the fall sports, it was unorthodox. It was a different kind of year for them. Um, In a good way too, because in the spring, normally for spring or for fall sports, it's more relaxed. Sure. So I think they were able to have a little bit more of a relaxed feel, but still have some great competition and show what they have. Um, unfortunately, they didn't get to have that traditional season, but, uh, but they were able to make some progress. And um, it was, it's very exciting. Obviously, I know that one of the big things coming up now and and probably all of your focus is now on the Jet Open coming up Mm -hmm. in August. And what are the plans for that? And obviously, it's kind of the same thing that we talked about last year or well, gosh, it was last March when I came in and, and it was just a ghost town here and and we were pretty much the only people in in the building. Um, But so plans can change at any time is what I'm is what I'm saying, depending on how things work out but what are the plans for the jet open how is the planning for that looking in terms of what you can do and and what are you going to be able to do this year with newman athletics biggest fundraising event of every year sure so um covid did bring out some good things and last year because of that we had to move our auction online and you know we were thinking oh this is terrible you know we're not going to have a lot of success and we actually did have a lot of success with the online auction Uh, We're able to reach people that aren't physically going to be here. Sure. And I think that's a, that makes a big difference. So we're going to continue with the online auction and obviously we're going to continue with golf. We were able to do it last year. Golf was the only thing I feel like that everybody could do safely (laughs) and distanced. Um, So we will, August 2nd is the date for the jet open. Um, We're reaching out to sponsors now. We've got some great commitments so far and, um, Really looking forward to um, just celebrating Newman Athletics and starting the year off right. And you can find out all the details about that at newmanjets.com if you'd like to be a part of that, if you'd like to golf. Will, I know that people, you guys typically will have a a pre-tournament banquet. You guys will have, you know, which is where the auction is. Obviously, that's moving online. I know that last year you guys had kind of planned to have, to really change the tone of, of the banquet less formal have it in the gym not at the dugan gorgeous conference center have and make it more of a family event bring your you know have stuff for the kids to do that kind of thing um do you think you're going to be able to do something like that this year if you can't do you think that's something you're going to consider for maybe 2022 23 when we get to that point yeah i think we're going to have to push it down the road just because uh, right now 
we don't know. There's so much yeah, uncertainty. It's still so uncertain. So I think if we do something like that, we will push it down the road. But I, I do love, uh, you know, the Jets fees was in the gym this yes, year. Yes, it was. And it was great. I love the atmosphere in there. It was so exciting. It was a lot of work for Shella. <laughs> she did a phenomenal <laughs> yes, job. Um, she made it look not like a gym. So, um, but yeah, I think for the Jet Open, we, we would push that a year out from, for having a party, a pre-party, and this year just the online auction. So that, that is the plan for this year. And you mentioned fall sports and kind of what that's going to look like. And obviously we're hoping to be back to normal. And I know that the NFL and the SEC have already announced that it's going to be back to normal. Uh, not that that necessarily has anything to do with what you guys, the MIAA, is going to do. But give us your best guess. And I know that you don't have all the answers, and I'm sure that uh, Association Commissioner Mike Racy probably doesn't have all the answers either. How close to being back to normal do you expect fall sports to be in terms of how they are able to operate, in terms of the testing protocols that you guys have had to implement over the last year and in terms of the fan experience at Fugate Gymnasium, out at Wilkins, you know, for, for all of your teams, what are you anticipating for 2021, 2022 for the fall sports season? So I would say, you know, the, the institutions that you mentioned, the NHL, the NFL, SEC, whoever, the more back to normal they get, the more back to normal we will get. Sure. I think it's kind of a trickle-down effect. And if you remember, it was the NBA that canceled. Then it just it just went like wildfire. Absolutely so right. I think the more that those organizations are having more normal activity, the better chance we have to have normal activity. I also think they'll start talking about uh, vaccinations and how many student-athletes are vaccinated. Um, I don't know if testing is going to be something in the fall. Um, we have to be prepared for it. Sure. But there have, I, I've not been involved in any discussions up to this point about that. I think right now they're just trying to get through spring championships sure. and get those through and, and get those over with before they really make a determination for the fall. So hopefully by midsummer, we'll have a better idea. Well, I, I can report to you that 100% of the broadcast team for basketball is vaccinated. <laughs> so uh, coach, me, and, me and the coach, Bernie Pearson, we're, we're covered on that. Uh, final question for you, your last question of this year um, to wrap up the JetCast for 2020-2021. Uh, where do you feel like the program is here and uh, at the end of this season, this, this huge challenge of a year, and over the next year and next five years, what's the next big thing? I know you had some big plans that kind of had to get put on the shelf but mm -hmm. with, to deal with a crisis, as did every athletic department. But as you look to try to get back on, back on track in terms of fundraising, capital improvements, and all the other things that you had kind of lined out, how quickly do you think you could start to make progress on those? So give us a one-year and a five-year outlook of, of where you would like to see Newman Athletics here over the next few years. Sure. So I think immediately over the summer, uh, we all need to kind of recharge and reset. It's been a struggle mentally for coaches, student-athletes, employees, everyone. Sure. It's been, like I said, we crawled to the finish line <laughs> and we made it. You did. Um, and, and so I think, you know, immediately those are kind of the things that we all have to start thinking about and how can we be our best selves for our student-athletes um, so that when they get back, we're here for them because they, they may still be struggling with some things. Too. Sure. 
Um, so I would say that's probably my main focus in the next year. Uh, down the road, we, we just um, announced the hiring of a new vice president for institutional advancement that when he comes on board, we're gonna start talking about capital improvements and you know what can be done across campus, in athletics, you know, kind of a, a comprehensive look at the campus. So I'm hopeful that we'll have some good news in the future. Sure. And, um, and we'll be included in that so that we can continue to grow and, uh, and make us a good fit for where we're at. Where, where, what do you think the timeline is to, to at least not necessarily have an announcement or because mm-hmm. I know that a, a capital improvement plan uh, across the entire university will have to involve a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, athletics should certainly be a, a focus, I would argue a big focus, <laughs> but um, you know, they're, that's going to have to have the president involved. And, you know, we've had the president on the show. We'll have to have her back on. President Jagger, we miss you here. But uh, when do you think that that plan will actually come out to be reviewed by Newman boosters, faculty, staff, supporters, donors, just just to get people's feel for it? What, what's the timeline you anticipate to, to have an initial, let's call it a rough a rough draft of, sure. of what that could look like. Yeah. So first, of course, we are partial to athletics. Uh, of course we um, are, as, as we should be. <laughs> but I, the president has already been thinking about that here in just her first, what, 10 months. Um, so she's got a pretty good idea rolling around in her head about what she sees the, the campus and the institution needs to improve on. Um, when we will be going through um, over the summer starting a strategic plan Mm-hmm. Um, so that strategic plan would start in, I believe it's 2022 fall. So this next year is our last year of the old strategic plan. Um, so in that, I believe, is going to be a lot of kind of what we're talking about. Sure. A lot of capital improvements that are going to need to happen. Um, so we'll be able to see those in that plan. They'll be involved um, Everyone on campus will be involved. So that'll be good because everyone has some buy-in. But, but I would say in the next year, okay. I, I think that we, there should be something that'll come out. I will look forward to seeing that <laughs> uh, about May Day next year. We, we'll probably be doing this again. Joanna Pryor, the Athletic Director for Newman University Athletics, wrapping up our season on the JetCast. Always a pleasure. Thanks again for the opportunity to represent the university, and thanks for the time and the assistance. Really appreciate it. Well, Blake, thank you for being the voice of the Jets. Well, we, I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> That's it. That is the show. Uh, hoping to be back with you here in a few months. I'll uh, be talking. Gosh, do, do you have the whiteboard filled out with with the fall schedule yet? It's getting there. So yep. I, I do. We, I believe the next thing on the docket's going to be Newman Jets volleyball. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, we'll have plenty of cross country and golf to talk about as well, and and getting set. Uh, soccer. Uh, so we'll be back with the JetCast coming up August or September. But uh, Newman Jets Volleyball, you are on deck for the JetCast. So until next time, for Joanna Pryor, Blake Cripp saying good afternoon and go Jets. Go Jets.